Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. I am your host for the show. At Daily Confidence, we share tips and actionable advice for their entrepreneurs so they could use on a daily basis to boost their confidence in their own self-confidence, their self-esteem, and boost Are we connected? Seems like we are. Anyway, so I think I just had a little technical glitch here. Uh, so uh, today is Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Uh, Canada turns 153 years old today. The Constitution Act, Act was signed 153 years ago today in 1867. And so Canada became a country about 153 years ago so today i've got an amazing guest uh, my guest is connie whitman and i am going to invite connie to the room and we're going to talk about why effective communication skills are um, the foundation for success welcome connie hey mustafa thanks for having me i'm really honored to be here thank you it's great to have you um Connie uh, is from Eastern United States, correct? Correct, Jersey baby. There you go. So I'm <laughs> gonna do a, I'm gonna do a, a proper introduction to Con for Connie, and then we're gonna dive right into it and talk about why effective communication skills are um, the foundation for success. So known for her high energy, uh, passionate, and enthousi enthusiastic approach to teaching and coaching. Connie Whitman helps uh, ambitious business owners, leaders, and sales teams build powerhouse organizations to achieve widely outrageous goals using her signature seven-step sales process. An international speaker, podcast host, and influencer, Connie's inspired teaching, transformational tools, and content ensure uh, that business owners and salespeople grow their revenue revenue streams through enhanced internal and external communication skills while developing a strong relationship-based cultures. Connie has uh, been the CEO of Whitman Associates uh, LLC, and her website is WhitmanAssoce.com, and mm -hmm. we're going to share that later in the show for the past two decades. Welcome, Connie. Thank you, Mustafa. <laughs> so... Connie, what is your story? So my story is, I'm actually very boring. I have been in financial sales for the past 38 years. I know I don't look at you said that the first time we met. Yes, uh, you but, don't. yes thank you, Mustafa. That's why I love you. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so that's 38 years, you know, in one industry, um, you know, I, I graduated from college and then I went and I got my insurance licenses, my series seven licenses, all of that US based um, for the securities industry. And in the meantime, I was also going for my MBA in the evening 
MBA in finance. So I'm boring. I like numbers. I see numbers. I think in numbers. Um, and that's why for me, I guess sales was a natural fit because especially financial sales, because meeting with people who don't understand money, who don't understand cash flow, who don't understand budgets, like that was um, so scary. So I thought, wow, mm -hmm. people really need me to teach and coach them. And that's, that's how I started my uh, selling investments in my 20s. And that was 38 years ago. Beautiful. So for those of you who are joining us, happy Canada Day. My guest is Connie Whitman, and we're talking about uh, improving your confidence and your communication skills and how that applies to uh, your success in business and life. Yeah. And so just so you know, we are going to be uh, doing some giveaways and we're going to be sharing some gifts. And for you to get on the list for the draw, you should be commenting on the show on different platforms, asking questions and or tagging your friends on the show uh, for the people that uh, could benefit from this conversation. And so maybe you could bring them in. So again, if you tag your friends, comment or ask questions. So, um, Connie, how, how, how did you get into doing what you're doing today? What's the story behind that? So, you know, after being in the investment world, you know, through my 20s and then into my 30s, and, you know, I got married and I didn't love the insurance investment world. So banks back then, uh, late early, uh, I'm sorry, late 80s, early 90s started to break into offering annuities and mutual funds at your local bank. So I thought, oh, that's a nice industry. I think I want to go there. So I entered the banking industry probably, it's probably about 30 years ago. And what ended up happening in the late 90s, and I don't know about Canada, but in the U.S., banks were, it was like merger mania. Every time you turned around, the big banks were gobbling up, little banks were merging. So it was insane. And what was happening, there was, there was literally no job security. So every time there was a merger, the next year there was a merger. It's like, do I have a job or not? So we had two babies at home. I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And I remember the bank, and I won't mention the name of the bank that uh, bought the bank I was working for, and I did not want to work with them. They were anti-customer service, and I'm all about the customer. So I remember coming home and saying to my husband, I, I can't work for this company. And he says, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to get fired. So uh, we're married 28 years, Mustafa, 28 and a half years, actually. So he gets me. Clearly, he gets me. And that was 20 years ago and I never looked back. So um, you, yeah, let me, for the listeners and anybody thinking about starting a business, I take what I call calculated risk. So I had been with the bank for 13 years. I was a senior vice president. So I had 13 months of a package um, because of those factors. So I, I said to my husband, you know, give me six months. If I don't find a, a client to pay my portion of the bills, I'll just go and get another job. And really that was, that was the 20 years ago. So um, I haven't looked back. I love it. I, you know, I've built a beautiful life and a beautiful business and, you know, took control of my life. And I think that was the most important thing for me. Absolutely. Love it. So how does effective communication help uh, boost our confidence as business owners and entrepreneurs? You know, think about it, Mustafa, when you have a conversation with someone, have you ever had the experience where you're talking to them and you think, oh, you're irritating me. I don't like you. Like, I don't, I just don't even want to talk to you. Chances are we, we all have um, a certain element of how we're wired. We're born with certain communication 
inclinations. So you meet people that are so opposite of you. You're like, oh, they're exhausting to speak with. And then you find the people who are just like you. Mustafa, you and I are similar. The first time we met, it was like rapid fire. I think we covered what we needed to cover in 20 minutes. We were off. We were done. Moving on to the next thing. So it's comfortable when I'm with people who talk fast, think fast. So when I'm with people who speak slower, I have to slow my breathing down. I have to think about it. So think about it. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're in sales, you have to connect with the person that's front in front of you. Otherwise, you're not going to be making sales or you're not going to be scaling your business. So communication is at the core of everything we do because uh, we deal with humans. The other cool thing about learning and understanding your communication style, not only does it help you with business, it helps you in your personal lives with your spouses, with your kids, parents, siblings. Um, and you, you, come, you start to realize that people aren't the people that annoy you aren't annoying you because they think I'm going to annoy Connie today, or I'm going to annoy Mustafa today. That's not what's going on. They just don't know that they're annoying you because it's how they're wired. So it helps you kind of um, meet them halfway. And that's why the communication builds confidence. Because if we can have these harmonious, wonderful conversations, everything seems to go smoothly and easily. Confidence goes up. Love it. Love it. So, I think communication it, it may be the second most important or third most important thing on the list. I mean, uh, aside from your goal and your plan to get to get there, 100%. the next thing that you need to have in place is to be able to communicate your needs and wants to other people, to communicate right. with customers, communicate with team members. Communication is a, is a core skill and a core foundational skill for a business owner and, and I, I totally love where we're going with this. Absolutely. And then I love the, your comments about how we have to adjust to the person that we have to talk to. Like right. if you're from New York and you, you're used to talking fast because that's the pace there. And you talk to someone that, that say doesn't talk as fast and they like to take their time. It's going to be difficult to, to convert them to, you know, a paying customer Absolutely. or to convert them to a partner of some sort. So you have to kind of be able to have the, if you, uh, the EQ, if you will, the emotional intelligence to be able to read this person and effectively communicate with them. Absolutely 100%. essential to do that. hundred percent. So what are some of the barriers we need to break through to effectively communicate with you know, customers and team members and the rest of them? Yeah. And it's interesting because when we think about humans, right, we have filters. You see the world, Mustafa, from your experience, right? You came from another country and you migrated to um, Canada. You mm -hmm. know, I, I grew up in Jersey. I grew up in Jersey and Newark, you know, during the riots. So it was it was a tough neighborhood. Right. So you you build these filters and these biases and these perspectives from where you were raised. And so you were raised in another country. Right. I'm a Jersey girl, lived in Jersey my whole life. That impacts how I see the world and how I show up in the world, you know, with my little bit of my little Jersey accent. Um, so that's one piece. Male and female, believe it or not, we are wired differently. So we both have the connector from the right lobe to the left lobe of the brain. Women are connectors a little bit thicker. So we can usually uh, shift from creative to critical thinking 
quicker than men. So that's why, you know, we tease that women are better multitaskers, right? And men take so long to catch up to us. It's not because we're trying to get on each other's nerves. We are wired anatomically differently. So you have culture, you have where you were raised, you have male and female. And then on top of that, you have how you learn. So, you know, have you ever met someone, Mustafa, where they hear something, you know, and 10 years later, they remember that conversation almost verbatim. They have that, that type of memory that they hear it, they've got it, they move on. I'm not that type of learner. I like to hear things and then I like visuals. So that slows maybe my pace of learning down. Doesn't mean someone is more or less intelligent. It's just how we take in that data and, and information and process it. So that's another layer when we talk about um, communication. And then, of course, the behavioral style, how we're wired from birth. And when you get really good at understanding the uh, different behavioral styles that exist, and we could talk about the five today, you can look at a baby in a crib and you can pretty much tell what their style is. So you're born that way and you're going to die that way. What happens with the intensity, you know, I know as I'm getting older, believe it or not, I've slowed down my pace of speech, um, just because I'm older, I, I, I don't care as much to get that much information in like when I was younger. So your, 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 um, uh, the scale can might go down a little bit, but you're wired the way you are wired. You're born that way. You're going to die that way. You don't change. People say, well, I changed. Nah, you really don't. Got it. For those of you who are joining us later, we're talking about, uh, effective communication and that, that how that plays into your success and if you want to enter our draw for the gifts the giveaways that we're doing later uh i am giving away some workshop tickets Con connie's got something that she's giving away I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pretty exciting and for you to enter that draw you got to be commenting asking questions or tagging people so um connie what are some of those behavioral styles at the five uh, if you could briefly touch on them and what they are Sure, I can. And just for everybody listening, there's a whole bunch of behavioral models out there and they're good ones. You know, Myers-Briggs, DISC is another one. They've been around uh, over 100 years. They're proven. They're based on Carl Jung's um, philosophy. They're real. They're good. They exist. The issue with those those behavioral models is, example, Myers-Briggs, you're an EINJ. So that's great. You take it, you understand it while you're in the class or, you know, the seminar, you're learning about it. And then you leave and you think, I'm an EINJ. What does that mean? And DISC is D-I-I-D-I-S. What does that mean? So when my partner and I have a second business and when we created this communication style assessment, we mm -hmm. said there's got to be a couple of things. You can't cheat on the test and answer the way you hope to be. You have to answer how you are. So we scaled the test assessment. I shouldn't say test assessment. The second thing is we made the titles things that, and I'm going to share them now with your listeners, and they're going to be like, oh, yes, I am that. So example would be, first one might be a heartfelt advocate. It's a very positive um, imagery when you think of a heartfelt advocate. That's someone who speaks, they're calm, they speak slowly, they lead with their heart. It's all about love and relationship for them. That's a beautiful thing. Every, we all have our superpowers. We have our blind spots. So for a heartfelt advocate, sometimes you get stuck in emotional state and it's hard for you to move on or pull the trigger with business. So if you're an entrepreneur or business owner and you're, you lead with your heart, your customers are going to love you. You might not meet deadlines. So you have to be careful of the pros and the cons with each style. Does that make sense, Mustafa? 
it absolutely does make sense. And if I may add to that, sure. Once you figure out um, what your what your strong suit is, focus on that and don't try to be the best at everything. Right. Like what we try to do with even with our programs, we try to stick to the one thing that we're good at, and we're not even claiming to be good at everything. And it's and once you actually do deliver what you're best at, people don't even care that you're not so good at other things. Right. I am say, for example, I am the best at marketing, right? I may not be the best at sales, but I understand marketing. And in our perfect example, Connie is a sales trainer. She helps people with their self sales processes. I help people to build their marketing plan and understand marketing. Um, I don't claim to be a salesperson, although I do understand sales a little bit, not as much as Connie does. And it's okay if I don't completely understand it because I have someone like Connie to refer to saying, you know what, I focus on this, you focus on that. And if if our customers, uh, you know, we have shared customers, if we do, then it's fine if, I, if I'm not the best at sales. Does that, am I making sense right now? 100% because, yeah. you know, we did the, the workshop, right? I did the workshop with you, Mustafa, and there were a couple of people on and we, you and I were talking about, you, you spoke about the sales piece and follow-up briefly. And everybody on the call like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't do follow-up very well. And I shared a resource that I had that I created and everybody was so appreciative. Um, you don't have to be good at everything, right? And I was on the call, I had the knowledge, you share it. You know, we had Heather on who's magnificent. She shared some legal information. Um, you know, she's the legal warrior um, mm -hmm. on, on website stuff. So we all have our talents and when you pull them together, to me, that's when the magic happens, right? Absolutely. So let's say that I go through I go through your uh, assessment, your mm -hmm. free uh, communication assessment, mm -hmm. and uh, I understand that uh, here is my style. Or what do what do I get out of it? What what are the results like? I go through the assessment. What so do you, I? Get? What what's the results that you get? So yeah, is that what? what yeah. What the yes. Okay. So you take the assessment. It's very it's very brief again, and you scale your answers, and then you'll get a little report. Um, to your inbox, you know, via email, and it tells you what your highest score is, and it gives you a report. So again, if you're a heartfelt advocate, it tells you all the cool things and superpowers that a heartfelt advocate has. And then it also tells you, mm -hmm, beware, you have some blind spots. Additionally, we have a low score. Usually um, the, the range goes from 50 all the way down to a negative 50. So the scale is, is pretty broad. Okay. You might be a negative 50 on a heartfelt advocate. <laughs> so we tell you, beware, these are your major blind spots with having no heartfelt advocate. So think about it, Mustafa. If And, and another one, I'll give you another example, is an innovative organizer. You and I are innovative organizers. They're the CEO mentality. Let's, let's get it done. Let's get it done quickly. The other one is a stimulating motivator. My highest is a stimulating motivator. Can you tell? I'm all about the high energy. I want everybody's business to scale and succeed. I'll help you, you know, till my last breath if you're game and you're working with me. So that's the stimulating motivator. Well, if you're a business owner and you, and you, let's just say you and Mustafa and I, this is not the case, but let's just say we're innovative organizers, stimulating motivator, zero heartfelt advocate. People are going to look at us and think, well, they're abrasive. They're a little aggressive. 
and they're not going to want to do business with you because they're feeling that they're steamrolled. So we have to be aware of those blind spots so that if I know if I'm speaking to a heartfelt advocate, I need to slow down. I need to say, hey, how's your day going? What's going on with you? Hey, vacation plans? Talk to me about that. I am sincerely interested because that's who I am. I'm a people person. But with a heartfelt advocate, I need to do a little more of that. Mustafa, if I'm talking to you, I'm like, dude, how's the kids? Everybody's good. Great. What are we doing today? You and I could jump right to the business and not feel, oh my God, she was abrupt. So you have to know who's in front of you so you can shift and modify and give them what they need so they feel like you're connecting with them. It's really important. Absolutely. So we got a a question here from Adele. He says, how do you leverage each other? each other's strength when you don't have equal amount of value to offer? How do you make it worth worth it for others? How would you answer that? I'm not sure. Okay, now I have to put my glasses on. You're making me show my age, guys. So how do you leverage each other's strengths when you don't have equal amount of value to offer? I'm not, I'm not fully understanding that. How can you make it worth it for others? So I could tell you this, if, um, and I'll give you an example. Um, My husband and I literally are polar opposites. The beauty of that though is sometimes I'm moving at the speed of sound and I miss things. And and then that costs time and money. As a business owner, I don't ever wanna waste that. So he'll say to me, ah, I think you need to do a little research. And then I say to him, I don't wanna do the research, you do the research. And he's like, okay, because he supports me, right? So he goes and he does the research for me, flip it. He's very calm, very easygoing. Well, sometimes it's like, dude, get a little pep in your step. We got to move forward. We got to get this done. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, not that I pull him, but I encourage him to move quickly sometimes. So that's that yin yang balance that we need in our life. So I hope I'm answering this leverage. If you know somebody has a skill or a superpower, leverage that, especially if it's your blind spot. So my blind spot of researching and slowing down, I don't know how I don't know how to do it. It doesn't enter my radar. So he reels me in and says, "Whoa, you, you, you got to look at this differently." So it, it saves time and money. Did that just make sense? And I hope I answered that. I think okay. that. And if I may add to that, I think as long as we know our strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. I am going to focus on my strength, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you focus on your strength, and I'm going to focus on your strength. That's right. Right. Leverage it. Yeah. So that we complement each other and we can leverage our strength. I'm not going to focus on my weakness and on your weakness because it's not going to get us anywhere. Right. I'm not good at, for example, I'm not good at accounting. I am not going to focus on it. I will pay someone, hire someone to just delegate that because I don't like, like accounting to begin with. I don't, I don't like to deal with it. Right. So we're like, here, here's what they do. Here's what you're good at. I'll talk to an accountant, good bookkeeper. But like, here's what you're good at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on what I, I hope that answers your question, Adele. If if that doesn't uh, ask us a, a follow up question or clarify what you, um, what you mean by that question, and we'll dive more into it. And let me, if I can answer a little more on that too. Another example, Adele might help. Um, I'm publishing a book, right? So. 
after I finished writing it, I sent it to an editor. Someone was referred to me, was great. I'm not an editor, right? And you should never read your own stuff because you don't find your mistakes. And then I was like, oh, do I Amazon? Do I self-publish? What do I do? What do I do? And Mustafa, we, we were on a JV challenge together a few months ago, met another woman. She says, oh, you have to talk to my friend. She helps with all of the self-publishing, but she, she does it on speed. You get PR from it, blah, blah, blah. It's through Ingram Sparks. You'll get more media on it. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. I, I was at the point where I was going to have to do research on self-publishing because I, I didn't want to spend the money because of COVID. It would have been the biggest mistake. The, the book would still be in research mode to do that. The book wouldn't have published till the end of the year. July 16th is coming out. So you have oh. to take Yeah, you have to take advantage of people's strengths and know when as an entrepreneur to spend the money. And COVID money was tight. I had no income coming in. I still had to keep moving forward with that. I knew in my heart it was the right thing to do for my business. Absolutely. Can I share with you on that? Yes, of course. Well, a few days ago, a few days ago, literally a few days ago, I decided that I'm done being a smart ass. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because here's 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 a realization that I came to. Being as trying to be smart ass, trying to figure things out is costing me seven, seven figures a year. Absolutely. So uh, and then I started going around like, who does this? Who does that? Who is good as good at this? Who is good at that? And then, um, and then I reached out to people that are like, this is what they're good at. Because I, I, I don't mean to be bragging, but as someone that I consider myself a smart guy and I could figure out a lot of stuff, sure. right? That time that I spend, I used to spend, I hope I could get rid of it, hopefully com completely one day. The time that I spend to figure things out while someone else else actually has this figured out is actually costing me while I could be focusing on sales. I could be focusing on marketing. So I think that's another example on, on focusing on our strength. And well, you were doing, you, you had hired a VA, right? Recently, yeah, Mustafa, yeah, and the first yeah. day she, you said, she saved me like three or four hours of work. And yeah. the cost to have her have her do that was nominal. So yeah. we're afraid. We're afraid, afraid of giving up control, maybe afraid of spending the money. I, I, you know, everybody has to get to the root cause of, of why you're not doing, you know, leveraging other people's um, talent. So, yeah, it, I agree 100 percent. So let's say that I went through this assessment and uh, I found out my superpowers and or my blind spots or weaknesses. What's the next step? What do I do with that? So the report gives you again the information and based on your blind spots, we give you little exercises. Um, so we published a book on Amazon. I, I think it's 19 bucks or something. I don't even know. Um, you can get on my website too. And the book goes through each of the styles It deep dives into all of your strengths, all of your blind spots. And at the end of each chapter, we give you uh, about 10 exercises to do to really continue to hone and grow those um, strengths or superpowers you have. So you get better and better and better and faster and faster and faster and more and more efficient because they're natural to you. So we give you those exercises. And for the blind spots, um, the biggest piece, I think, for people after they take the assessment is when you understand the people that are wired differently than you, I mean, 180 degrees differently than you, you'll have aha moments of saying, oh, 
that's why they get stuck in the weeds. Oh, that's why they go down the rabbit hole and don't ever come out. So you have to understand those people. And then you have to give people like that deadlines and say, do the research. Here's the deadline. I want an executive summary of that. Do not give me all of the research and spreadsheets that are 3 million, you know, lines long. I'm not going to look at something like that. So you have the clarity of that helps you be able to um, communicate clearer with what your expectations are also to see your blind spots. Like you were saying, Mustafa, to know who to hire and what you should be doing yourself. Because if it's, if it's something you're good at and you can hone those skills, why would you outsource it? No one's going to do it as well as you because it's your business. Eventually you should do that. Eventually. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So when you have cash Adele, coming out. And Adele, wow, to your point, Adele says, I'm understanding is building my strength is more important than working on my weaknesses. Yes, exactly. 100%. 100%. So if you have any weaknesses, right off the bat, you got to delegate, delegate all your weaknesses. And eventually your own strength becomes the company's bottleneck. Because here's why. I, I am good at sales. Let's say that I that I think that I'm good at sales. Then I don't delegate that task to other people. Eventually, the company, I become the bottleneck to the company because I am holding on to the, to the sales, to the neck of the company, and I'm not letting it grow. So in, eventually, you're going to have to let go of your strength and, and delegate that as well. Absolutely. What, what is your experience with that? Um, yeah, I'm a control freak. I'll admit it. Hello. It's nice to meet you. I'm a control freak. <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is. And I think, oh, no, no, I have to do that because no one's going to do it as good as me. And that's, it's ridiculous because now with sales, uh, I don't know that anybody's as good as me. I'm sorry, people out there that are good in sales. You're probably not as good as me. I'm just saying. So I don't know that I could ever relinquish the sales piece of it. Although the next thing for me, right, Mustafa, we talk about scaling our business. I'm starting to put teams in place to do, to try to duplicate what I do. Because exactly. it's my name on the door. It's my reputation. I'm not going to mess with that. So people are going to have to do it my way. Um, again, because my name's on the door. And, and, and I wouldn't hire someone who didn't understand that and someone who didn't believe in my values and my mission, right? My, my values, my mission is all about the customer. For sure. For sure. Um, Putting the team together is another example of how someone should grow or can grow. Yeah. And what's happening is, let's say, I know a lot of people that cannot pass, get past $200,000 or get cannot get past half a million. And what's happening with those people is that they are not hiring and building a team at the right time. Okay. Perfect example of where, where and how the owner becomes the bottleneck. It's like, there's only so much me and you can do. Absolutely. As, as amazing as we are with sales, if I want to pass to push to seven figures, I can only sell so much. I can only make so many phone calls a day. I need help, like you said, with a team say, hey, here's the script. Here's how we do it. I need you to call these, make 100 calls a day. And if that doesn't happen, the company cannot and will not grow. Agree. So, um, what are examples of people that have made the shift with the with the, with the realization and awareness of their weaknesses and their strength? It's interesting. I taught one class at a client. It was a live event, and um, 
it was a two day event and she left and came back after learning about the communication styles. Right. And she was so cute. She comes marching in the next day and she looked at me and I said, what, what's the matter? Oh my God, I can't get the communication styles out of my head. I said, what do you mean? She said, I stopped at the gas station on my way home after the class and I was analyzing the gas station sound. Then I stopped at the food store and I was analyzing the man in front of me, the lady behind me and the lady at the, at the counter. And I said, and? And she said, oh my God, I shifted to talk to them at their levels, pace, whatever, whatever it is, right? That you learn about your style. And she said, and I was laughing more. She said, I had these great conversations that I never would have had. She's a little introverted. She said, this stuff works. I said, it was like you had a magic wand. She says, it was like I had a magic wand. She was so excited. So here's the thing. It, it's like anything else, Mustafa. You learn the tool and you go, yeah, I understand that. And you never use it. You're exactly. never going to get good at it. Mm -hmm. You understand it and you immediately apply it and you think, I'm going to try it here. I'm going to try it there. You get good fast. What happens, and this is really the expectation, you should start shifting without even thinking about what the other person's style is. It, it's just become so, such a natural part of you. You'll start mm -hmm. to slow down. You'll start to speed up. You'll start to give it more detail. You'll start to fly 50,000 feet in the air. It becomes intuitive when you apply it over and over and practice it. It's like anything else. If you don't use it, you lose it. Understanding and, and application, two very different things. Absolutely. I mean, it takes time to get used to how it works sure. and it becomes a natural part, sure. part of your behavior and then you'll just use it. Sure. But it's a tool, right? And it, it, it later on, we'll tell everybody it's a free assessment. So here you have this masterful tool, you know, that's scientifically proven and you can use it immediately. Like it's as fast as that. You take it, you get the report, you could start applying it as, as, as easy as that. And if you want more, a lot of people want more because it's so it's such a fascinating topic to get into sight inside people's heads, that psychology piece that they love buying the book for that reason. So the book is again, it's it's inexpensive because we want we want everybody to become unbelievable communicators. And, and Mustafa today with what's happening in the world, we need to communicate better with each other and understand each other and understand where people are coming from. You know, what exactly are you talking about with what's happening in the world? Cause there are a few things happening in the world. Okay. You name it. I'm talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Underlying current there. Okay. You know, we're living, we're living through insanity with, you know, in the U S the political, craziness right and then the 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 protests and then the riots and and you know people are screaming to be heard that's yeah. communication we shouldn't be screaming to be heard we should be able to sit at a table and say let me understand your perspective and why you're feeling that or why you're coming from that what was your filter that made you feel that way instead of screaming because no one's listening we're just screaming louder than the other person what what is that doing I could see how there is a lack of communication, uh, both internally and externally with people that are in the middle of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like they have a hard time communicating with themselves to begin with. Absolutely. And, and they have a hard time. And by that, I mean, they have a hard time understanding who they are, what are the weaknesses, what are their strengths and the rest of it. And then communicating that to people outside. Because once that happens, I bet a lot of these problems will disappear automatically. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. I think and you know, you just said something so important, Mustafa, that it's very hard to look within. Very, very hard. And it takes a lot of work because as you peel back your, your onion, you might not like what you see per se. Well, then there's that opportunity to say what tools are available for me to educate and learn and, and create richness, right? To change myself from the, because we all have the answers inside of us. The, the world isn't against us, right? We're against ourselves. So if the, and, and the communication style assessment, all of a sudden you think, that's why I move so fast. That's why I make so many mistakes because I don't do enough research. You're allowed to be kind to yourself once you realize that and say, oh, now I understand this is what I have to do so I don't keep wasting time and money or making these silly mistakes that after the fact, it seems obvious, but you might be moving too fast that you don't see that it could be a potential mistake. For sure. Yeah. Um, what, what is your take on, on the following question? Okay. Should I try to communicate with everybody or should I try to go after and find people that I can connect with? That's a loaded question. So here's the answer. I caution you. If you surround yourself where people think exactly like you, like Mustafa, if you and I and all of our friends moved as fast as we move and we have 50 projects going at the same time and we, we don't know how to unplug and stop, right? We do, but reluctantly almost, right? So if you surround yourself with people like that, what happens is you're competing for each other's attention. You're competing with each other's energy. You start talking over each other and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. We're never really listening to what our peers are doing because we're all in the same mind frame. You have to surround yourself with people that are absolutely different than you. So here's my recommendation for anybody that's a business owner. You need to, you can use the test for this too. But if you're building a team, you need to have the stimulating motivator, the innovative organizer, the heartfelt advocate, the precise assessor, um, and the observing designer. You need one of each on your team. And if you don't, you still have exposure of blind spots, you're gonna waste time and money on making mistakes. And, and against, again, like a precise assessor, that would be somebody, Mustafa, like you were saying, an accountant or a bookkeeper or a CFO, someone who likes to, to get into the numbers and dissect them and say, you're spending money here, you should be spending money there. Um, that would be a precise assessor. So you would, here's the deal, you wouldn't hire a Mustafa or I to do your books. That would be a fatal mistake. <laughs> you don't want me on your books. <laughs> Good mistake. I, I am kind of an idea guy. Like I look at the overall picture. Here's what yep. the picture should look like. And that's what I help people with. Sure. And if you try to get me on your books, it will be a disaster. A disaster. Oh, yeah. So up back to your comment about how it would be tough to work and look inside. Uh, here's my experience, if, if, if you don't mind me sharing. Of course. On the outside, it looks scary. As you're trying to get in, it looks, it looks scary. And this is my experience. I was like, because your, your, your subconscious mind or your conscious mind goes, I have all these all sorts of problems here, right? And then uh, it says, no, 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 we don't want to look at problems because there is that part of our brain, the, uh, uh, I don't know if it's the limbic brain or what, that, what part of the brain is, it is trying to, avoid pain 
and my problems and my, and my weaknesses are pain. And when I when I think about working and figuring out what my weaknesses are, the brain goes, no, 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 no. We need to go have a Coke right now. Let's yeah. go eat something sweet. And it and it takes us away from that. Yeah. But what and a perfect example for me is taking the last hot seat in my class. I started doing that two, two, two and a half months ago. So I'm like, guys, here's me. Tear me apart. Butcher me. I want to know what you thought of. And that has been such first time when I was doing it, it's like, holy shit, what, what are people going to say about me? And then when I heard the comments and the feedback, it, it's been of tremendous help and value. When people are like, here's where you're exposed. Here's where your problem is. Here's where you can improve. And I'm like, that, and I would have had to spend thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to, to find out otherwise from an expert or a coach or somewhere else where I went to my customers and I said, what do you guys think? What was my problems? And they're like, here's your problem. I'm like, thank you. Now I know the problem. Not only that, was scary on, the front, on the front end. But when you did that, think about that. If you thought, if nobody gave you feedback and you thought, oh, my program's great, my program's great, and you weren't converting for them, for you to coach people, and you're like, what am I doing wrong? You don't even know because you think you're perfect. So uh -huh. when you ask for that feedback, you're getting honest, raw feedback. It's only to help you do better. So you, you can't take it personally or in an offended way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's such a liberating process you, where you, when you, when you're trying to tap into your own self and try to understand and, and understand and realize who you are and what are your weaknesses and strength. And if, if you're getting the next step is getting someone else to give you feedback. Mm -hmm which is both liberating and is such a freeing exercise mm -hmm. that if you're not doing, doing it, I urge you, whoever is watching or listening, please, please, for your own sake, for your family's sake, for your customers, for your team, for everyone's sake, become vulnerable, get to know yourself, ask for help, ask for feedback. And it's, it, it's just amazing. I'll leave it at that. And, and Mustafa, what you said before, if you only have people that think and see things through the same filter or a similar filter to you, you're never going to see that gray area because we put those blinders on. So Absolutely. we want to have people who see things and think of things and use different processing and how they take information and process it through their brain. All of a sudden you're doing this with your perspective. You're going to save time and money. It goes back to that because now you're not going to be making the same mistake because somebody else who thinks does more research, right? Or, or can do more accounting, you know, better than you or I can do. All of a sudden you've saved time and money. So we, we got to get the blinders off. You can't surround yourself with people that think exactly like you. Very, very dangerous, very dangerous. Exactly, because I, I think then it becomes, uh, turns into an ego stroke session. Yep, uh, you're great, you're like, great. Oh, you're amazing, you're doing a great job. Uh, you know, uh, John, you're amazing. Keep doing the uh, same thing you're doing. And they're not that they're they're not criticizing you. They're not giving you constructive criticism and That's feedback, right. which right. eventually all those uh, positive feedbacks that you're getting without the criticism will hurt you down the road. 
Can I share a funny story? Do we have time, Mustafa? We have all the time in the world. Oh, great. So um, I, I, I believe in the universe and angels and all of that. So I have a very spiritual side, right? So one of my friends, she does see angels. I know a few people think I'm crazy. That's, that's okay. I'm not crazy. Anyway, went to one of her workshops. It was a weekend workshop on the beach. It was awesome. And she, we had to do journaling and working and, and all, of, all about our internal wiring, right? This was a few years ago. And she went around the room and shared the message of everybody's angel based on what they were working on and thinking and all of that. And she skipped over me. So immediately, Mustafa, I'm like, uh-oh, I think my angels are going to yell at me. I think I'm in trouble. So I didn't say anything. I thought maybe she just forgot me. Good. I'm not going to say a word, right? Because you don't want the light shone on you in front of people you don't know. And then she comes back to me. She didn't forget about me. She comes back to me last. She goes, and you, I'm like, okay, lay it on me. Like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And they, and it was interesting because it was the first time I knew it, but it was the first time someone verbalized it that I thought, oh my God, I do have this problem. I, I was afraid of success. So she said, your angels are saying you're, you're afraid of success. Like you moron, right? They call me out on it. You, you moron. Why, why are you afraid of success? And this is what came out of my mouth at that moment. And this is when what Mustafa is saying, when people give you raw feedback and you get to respond to it, why you did something, all of a sudden things come out of your mouth and you're like, where did that come from? So when she said that to me, you're afraid of, of success. Why are you fearing success? And my response was, I think people are going to think I'm a crook. Now, anybody that knows me, Mustafa, I'm the furthest thing from, right? I, I give things away, probably too much. So the yeah. furthest thing I am is, is not a crook. But why in my psyche something happened when I was a kid or whatever that money, success, you're a crook. And that was my fear that I was going to lose my friends and family and they would think that I wasn't a good person. It's ridiculous. But until she verbally said that to me and that that came out of my mouth, I, I, I did one of these. Like, who just said that? Where did that come from? And why do I feel like someone would think less of me? People that know me know where I'm coming from. So it's very, very interesting when people share or call you out on something or give you honest feedback, right? That, that critical feedback that you can think and respond and articulate and find out where it's coming from. It's not easy work, guys, right? Mustafa, this isn't easy stuff. It's work. Yeah. I, here's my experience from yesterday. I was talking, I reached out to someone to help me with my funnel. And when I had the conversation, he, we hung up. We're like, all right, let's talk later. And he, he messaged me and says, don't worry, we're going to let that ego go as well, go away as well. And I'm going, ego. And I'm like, okay. So I, I reached back. I'm like, what part of the conversation make, make you think that I'm egotistic? And he goes, well, at some point you said, I don't want to take classes because I don't need classes. And this is a guy that I reached out to for, for coaching. So I, I went back. So I made a mistake. My communication was not perfect. So I went back and I said, here's what I meant by that. Here's what I should have said. Mm -hmm. what, I, what I meant was I'm working 18 hours a day right now. I don't have time to take classes. However, I'm reaching out to you for coaching and some uh, straight feedback. That's what I need. So I clarified the communication. And he's like, oh, okay, perfect. All right, good. So I think maybe that's one way for us. I think clarification, as we're not perfect 100%. in nature, would be probably helping. 
See, if you didn't take the time to do that, and because somebody would have said, he's a jerk. He thinks I have an ego. He's got the ego. What an ass. Bah, bah, bah. Right. You could have easily have done that. Papooed the whole uh, thing. And, and I did that. I was like, you're telling me I have an ego? Inside, I'm going, what the hell? What did I do? What did I say? And then I'm like, all right, calm down, Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wrote back. I'm like, bro, I want to know. Which part of the conversation did I sound egotistic in there? He's like, here's what happened. And this guy was, a, he's a straight guy. He's a nice guy. He's like, here's what happened. I'm like, all right, let me clarify. So I think See, you said something you didn't mean, the clarification and exactly what you said. I don't have I physically don't have time when I'm working 18 hours a day. I got to spend time with my kids and my wife. Right. So but it didn't come out that way because we're moving so quickly. So that's just another example of an innovative organizer, what you did, that you move so fast, we don't think about what we're saying all the time, and people misinterpret it. So you have to go back when they give you little signals that feel weird, you need to circle back and say, whoa, you're kind of blowing me off. What did I do? Because I, don't, I can't remember what I did. Maybe I said something that was misinterpreted. But you have to have the confidence. See, it goes back to the confidence. You have to have the confidence to go back and be able to say, let me explain myself. Let me use my communication skills so that I'm always communicating in the sweet spot with others, right? That's the confidence piece. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Connie, tell us about your business. What do you do for so people? with people who is your customer and what do you do for them so i have been in business 20 years most of my clients on the whitman associates the old whitman associates are all corporate clients so i go into corporate um organizations um that have sales teams 12 sales team 12 people in the sales team 500 people in the sales team and what i do is i evaluate what the skill level is. And then I have some curriculum that I've developed, but I customize it based on the industry, the skill level of the employee. And sometimes we can manipulate the curriculum and pull a couple of things in depending on the efficiency of the team. Now I'm shifting because of COVID. Um, and really last year I started working on this when I started the book in August of this year, yay, I'm launching my first digital class. And that's my signature seven-step sales process that I have used and perfected and exercises that work um, for the past 38 years. And that has been uh, tried and true, you know, tested with my organizational uh, clients. So I'm shifting to the digital because what I found recently, Mustafa, is we have all of these smaller businesses, um, you know, especially in the United States and Canada and really overseas, and they have these smaller teams. And to bring me in physically to train I'm too expensive. You don't get the return on investment quick enough. So people, they, they're not going to hire me. So the digital class becomes super, super inexpensive. And we can, if you have a team, we can customize that digital class because I do a weekly uh, group coaching call. So it's live. We can really customize and get in there. If I have 10 different business owners in 10 different industries, like you said before, they're kind of feeling stuck. I can work with them as well. And then we do a group coaching call. So you have the group, you know how you get that group dynamic going as well. But that's coming out in August, my signature seven step process. So I'm excited about all these things that are happening um, more on the digital side, because I, I think the world needs it. And I, I need to make it affordable for more people. So it's, it's kind of cool. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So please tell us about your gift. What are you giving away today? 
So if you go to the link that Mustafa is showing, um, and you're going to post it right on the um, it is in the show. right now in the comments of the show. Yeah, so it'll be in the comments. Go to that link, guys, and it's a it'll take you right to my free communication style assessment. I think it's 25 questions. You have to scale them, um, so one through five for each of the segments within the assessment, and then you get your little report. And then you'll be on my email list as well. I do a whole bunch of blogs and newsletter and a ton of information that I'm sending out all the time, tips and ideas, motivational things. Um, I really want to inspire people to want to change, number one, um, but to take the kind of the bull by the horns and create that change in your life. Can I also pitch my podcast? Yes, you can. Thank you. Thank you. And Mustafa's on. Um, we, we, I record mine, so that's going to be coming up. So you'll see Mustafa and I again. But it's Enlightenment and uh, enlightenment of Change. Again, if you go to my whip, website, WhitmanAssos.com, um, there's a media page and my show is there and you could uh, join me and, and download the, the show. And it's all about change. Again, another free, wonderful resource for uh, especially business owners to help us navigate change, whatever that is for you. I, I want everybody to scale their business and, and become the greatest self that they could be or greatest business they can be. Yeah, I'm going to post your website here. Awesome. On the notes here, at a on the comments on the show, so people could, could could go check out your website. Thank so, you. Yeah, for those of you who are watching and listening, Connie really knows her stuff when it comes to sales. If you need help with sales, if you want to become a better communicator, definitely reach out to her. One thing, one of my favorite things to do is to do these personal assessments, so I understand and become aware of what my problems are, what my weaknesses are. And what are my own bottlenecks, right? That I need to fix. Because the step, the first step is, I guess, understanding and becoming aware of what the problems are. Then you need to fix them and take action on the rest of it, which I believe exactly. Connie can help you with. That's exactly right. Fixing those uh, com communication barriers and weaknesses and help you become a better communicator uh, when it comes to running your business. Yes, absolutely. And just one more thing. Instead of weaknesses, guys, start to think of, hmm, what's my area to develop next? And yeah. then it doesn't feel so bad that because we, we do all have blind spots, right? But it's what's the next area I have to address or the next area I have to develop that feels better to our psyche. And you, then you want to move forward and, and take control and, and change. Love it. So for me, I like to call myself out and be like, here's my weakness. I know you're adorable. You're adorable. Do you like rip the bandaid off and stop? I, like, I am like that. I'd be like, if I have a problem, like I openly expose myself and like, tell me what my problem is. Cause I'm done being a smart ass. I'm not joking. When I say it's, it costs me seven figures a year, if not eight figures. Right. Yeah. So, um, what's next? Um, so we did share your gift. Um, Connie, can I get you to give away like an hour consult? Absolutely. And we're going to pick a winner for people that did comment or tag us questions. Love it. And this is your more valuable gift giveaway. Yes. And for these, those that are uh, watching and staying engaged. So if you uh, are still watching or listening and this actually goes before after the show as well when this gets published on our podcast if you ask questions if you leave comments and if you rate a uh, do do a rating on our podcast or write a review 
or comment on the show pages on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and here and there, you still get entered into a draw for the following weeks and following month. And we still do these giveaways um, every every week, basically. Yep. And and you could give my um, email address to Mustafa if somebody wants to reach out with a quick question. Um, I, I answer my own emails. I'm, I'm very hands-on, personal. Um, it's Connie at WhitmanAssos.com if you guys want to email me with a question. And whoever wins will co will communicate through the um, email. Yeah. Gang, I've, I've known Connie for like a month, month and a half now. Yeah. Maybe a little more. She is sweet. She is adorable. She, is a, she has a no BS approach. And she is someone that is easy to work with, I like to say. Um, so do reach out to her. Get her help. And, uh, you know see what you could do to improve your business. Now, Connie, here is my last question for you. Sure. If you had a Facebook ad that everyone in the planet could see it, what would your ad say? What would your message be? I think that's such a, oh, that's such a good question, Mustafa. I think my answer would be if you if you want to learn how to be you better, right? Really the, the best you you could be, work with me. And if you wanna learn how to sell and scale your business and do it from a place of love, then I'm the person you should be working with. Because if you're not selling and connecting with your customers from a place of love and it's icky and sleazy, you're not doing it right. Love it, love it. Connie, this has been an, an absolutely amazing conversation. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Thanks Thank for you so much. Message. Thanks for your generosity. Oh, my and, pleasure. And gang, again, go reach out to Connie. Have a conversation about your communication style and improving your sales overall. And uh, do reach out to her. Now, for those of you who, have jo who are joining us and haven't downloaded our Confidence 52 checklist, which is my the checklist of 52 things you could do to boost your confidence on a daily basis. Uh, you could download it at the following link, which I'm gonna leave it in the uh, comments on the show, and we're gonna leave it in the show notes as well. Go there and grab your confidence 52 checklist. Also, one way that I help uh, entrepreneurs and business owners boost their confidence is by helping them create their one-page marketing plan because that gives you clarity and that gives you focus. And a problem that we solve is I see a lot of business owners that are poking around at different marketing ideas, tools, systems, and softwares aimlessly without a goal. And what that's causing is frustration, anxiety, and depression because of the lack of um, results and a daily failure rate that they have to face and deal with. So we help them clarify everything, put everything on one page, work in a group of, in a group environment, in a live group environment, give and take feedback and come up with your one page marketing plan. I'm gonna leave a link there. We have regular, uh, what you might call it, uh, classes that we run for simple marketing formula. Uh, I'll leave the link there for you to go double, double check and see uh, the next upcoming date. And if you have questions, if you have comments uh, about what we talked about, do reach out to Connie or myself and post your questions on Facebook, Twitter, uh, what you might call it, YouTube and here and there, or on our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and different places. We will reach back to you 
and try to answer your questions. And uh, again, if you do those and like, subscribe, comment, thank your friend, join our Facebook page and like it there and other platform, other platforms, your name gets entered into our draw for the giveaway that we have with our guests and with ourselves. Mustafa, can I just comment? Everybody, if you have a business, you should do Mustafa's what so intense. You walk out with that one page, right? My brought my sister who's starting a business, and it was amazing. We're still talking about it. So it's a it's a user. You walk out with, with a user manual at the end of it, literally your own specific thing. And Mustafa is outstanding. Plus the group, the group interaction was was amazing amazing thank you i really appreciate it i that. recommend it it was a pleasure to work with you same here and uh, likewise thank you thanks for joining us we will see you guys at our next show thanks for watching daily confidence for entrepreneurs my name is mustafa Hosseini. uh stay tuned for the next show and for the next amazing and interesting guests that we have coming thank you and have an amazing day bye everybody bye bye